0: Hey everyone welcome back to reality 2.0 I'm Katherine Druckmann I'm talking to Sean Powers and Doc Searles both of whom I'm I'm sure you know by now I mean if you don't you can visit us at reality2cast.com and read all about them and probably link to <laughs> some of their other work and other stuff but yeah so welcome back we're at we're at episode 101 now we, 101. we just passed yeah. our uh hundredth episode which is really this is
1: podcast 101 it's introductory podcast yes podcast 101. yes this is our yeah. Yeah.
0: So, and it's speaking of course. introduction yeah um <laughs> i think today's is going to be one of our more interesting episodes we've ever done because Well, you know, there's a lot going on in the world. And we're talking to Sean about some really interesting stuff. So if you're interested (laughs) in brains and you're interested in Sean and you're interested Mm -hmm. in life, you should stick around and listen to this. because You find out what Brain of Sean
1: means. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is one of his handles. It's a podcast
2: of self-discovery for
1: Sean. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's where we discover other selves and not just our (laughs) own. (laughs)
0: <laughs> but at the same time, I have a feeling at some point in this episode, we're gonna get around to talking about what's going on in Ukraine because there's very much oh, an information well, we can start it ties there, into all, all of our interests with well, we can... journalism and and all of the things that we're interested in and have some background mm. in. So
2: yeah, let's uh, let's actually start there. Um because yeah, let's start there. Okay.
1: All right. Well, let me let me jump on this. Uh because I <clears throat> I'm a journalist, I've been a journalist for about 50 years, maybe more than 50 years, which is crazy, but uh, not steadily across that whole time, but uh, always, uh, it's been always been pretty close for me. I've done it on radio. I haven't done very much, very little, very, very little, mostly as a talking head and briefly on TV, but um, for a very long time, of course, the Linux journal and freelancing for lots and lots of places uh, including some known ones like the, the wall street journal But it all comes down to something that I learned on like day two, which was that all that matters is a story. Every managing editor of every newspaper, but remember newspapers, we used to have those. But I mean, if if you work for a newspaper and you're a reporter and you came in with something, the managing editor or the assignment editor would say, what's the story? And a story I learned early on was three things. You have to have three parts to have a story. If you three elements. If you don't have these three things, you don't have a story and it's not going to run. One is a character, protagonist, a person, a ball club, a cause, a political party. Doesn't matter whether they're good or bad. They have to be interesting enough to be a character. They're a protagonist. Every the world is full of protagonists. That's what we're interested in. Each of us is our own protagonist, and we're not the only ones. We play multiple roles in our lives, but they're, they're they have stories too. Okay. So you have a protagonist and you have a problem. You have a struggle. You have have a situation that requires interest and keeps changing and has to move toward a resolution. That's the third part. So character, problem, or conflict, movement toward a resolution. Now, some things never do resolve. Like for example, say a... soap operas, serialized premium TV that goes on for season after season after season. And when they do conclude, like with Lost, people get unhappy with it because they don't like the conclusion, right? Because it, mostly because it's over. But stories are, have to have those three parts. And what we have with with the attack on uh, the Russian attack on, to, on on Ukraine are some really, really, really profound and interesting characters. I mean, Putin is an interesting dude, whether you like him or not, and most of us don't. There's a lot of stuff you could say about him. There's, you know, did he... not, not on on air
2: generally? But...
1: Yeah, not on air. But I mean, I mean, here's a guy that sits at the far end of the table. He's afraid of COVID. He, you know, allegedly murders his opponents. He's been a, a, a repressive dictator essentially for the last N number of years. There's a lot of ways you could characterize him. I just heard upstairs. Joyce was listening to a podcast with a guy named Posner, who was a a spokesman for the Kremlin during the Soviet Union for a long time. He's always an interesting dude. And he's saying that all kinds of things that are said about Putin are really out of character. He knows the guy. Really interesting stuff. There's another side to this. It doesn't mean that he's a good guy. It just means that the characterizations that we have for him may not be accurate. And in fact, if you've ever been in a story. You always know it's much more complicated than it seems, and this is true in sports especially. You know what goes on in the locker room isn't what goes on on the floor. Do these guys get along or not? You know it's always much more complicated than that. And I mean, I saw something, a, a bunch of stuff the last couple of days about Howard Stern. Howard Stern said this, and Howard Stern said that. Well, I heard what he said. He was just he was just mouthing off because that's what he does. He's got to fill four hours of radio time, and he says some stuff, right? Like we do, and. You know, I mean, I I could say something, you know, that in this podcast, all of us can. It could be taken totally out of context. Doc Searle said, Catherine Druckmann said, Sean Powers said, and it could be wrong, right? So you've got character. You've got a problem. For Putin, the problem is that Ukraine is part of Russia. That's the way he sees it. He's said it a thousand times. It's not really a country. It should belong to Russia before. Why is it a country now? We're going to take it back. That's basically what he's been saying. And that is indisputable. And that's part of his rationale. He's saying some things that are wrong. I mean, you know, ac- accusing the, the Jewish grandson of Holocaust victims of being a Nazi is kind of a stretch, you know, but that's one of the things that Putin's done. But on the other side, this guy, Zelensky has really emerged as a really interesting character as well. I mean, he he played himself on TV before he became the president and it was a comedy. It, it was in a sitcom, you know, where, you know, it's, it's as if, west wing was a was a comedy and not a drama and and then uh martin sheen became the actual president it was it was like that right so that guy's the president now and, so
2: like uh electing a, a former actor as president yeah yeah Reagan. yeah. that would be Reagan. crazy what he, kind of Reagan. Reagan. Yeah, exactly yeah. and he's playing a role right and and
1: and it's but but he's been really good at playing that role in 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 the worst possible circumstances And when he said, you know, to the Europe, one of the European groups that he spoke to in the in the the EU, that this may be the last time you speak to me as alive or something like that, it's plausible. It it makes sense. And and the and the conflict is dramatic. And I mean, we're all doom scrolling all day on this thing. And in the evening, we sit down, Joyce and I, and we watch Deutsche Welle and. And France 24, because they're not interrupted by three, four minutes of ads at a time by like CNN and Fox News and MSNBC. And of course, the PBS NewsHour, because they're relatively objective. And we listen to NPR in the mornings because they're, you know, our our BBC. But we listen to BBC too. We can't get enough of this stuff. But I get this strong sense that it's much more complicated than that. And it's much more, it's not, we're not, the, the, the facts that don't fit the story that's always the problem is writing a story you have to leave out the stuff that doesn't fit the character isn't exactly part of the problem isn't going to fit in the time you've got to cover it all that stuff and and the tendency is for people to take sides always to take sides and for sides to form right. I mean, right. you are watching that's- europe turning it into one great big side which wasn't there before that's really interesting well- you know, so yeah, it's interesting, think. but I mean, it, it
2: makes sense, right? I mean, at some point, you know, you have to you have to take a side against evil, and I mean, bombing yeah. apartment buildings full of citizens, you know, th- there's horrible. no good spin on that. Whether he thinks no, it belongs to Russia or not, there's not. So, I am so, not, and I'm not, and I'm not. I mean, the I know you're not a Putin sim, you know sympathizer. I know you're not like yeah, I'm saying not.
1: I. I am in enormous sympathy with with the Ukrainians. I think Putin is nuts and a danger to the world and I my biggest worry right now is that he's going to set off a nuke because mm-hmm. he might be crazy enough to do that and we have connections there i mean we know people there you know petros who's sometimes on the show he works with people there and uh, Joyce's ancestor's part her father's side is from from kiev but there's you know there lots of us have lots of connections back there and and we're in, in great sympathy with them, and they're being horribly abused right now, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. If it does for a long time, we don't know. It's really that it, it's not hard to take sides here, and I'm I'm really just bringing up a point about journalism itself. I, I wrote a a piece called "Journalism's Fatal Flaw." I think it was I forget, but about this and journal in journalism, we don't they don't want to talk about this. We don't we we don't want to talk about what's wrong with the story. Because it's what's wrong with human nature, and it's what's right with human nature. We have to be able to, to, tell stories. I mean, we, you know, stories are the, the base format of human interest, and they, you know, they, 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 they would keep us interested in the ball club and our, and our families and our teams and our, our, you know, the people we work with and all that stuff. It's all tied in with story, and we can't get out of it. But there are missing parts. So do do people really want the
0: story? Hmm? I mean, I like to think that people want the story, but you know, at the same time, I mean, and there is there is, you know, obviously what Sean said about, you know, just recognizing at some basic level of good versus evil. But I think at the end of the day, a lot of people don't actually want the story. They want to be told who is right and who is wrong. And they, they want the 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 soundbite right. answer, you know, the the to the information war that is happening, and they they want to see. A hero and a villain and i think it's it's also in human nature to see only or or to just want to see only the part of the story that is easily digestible i guess is is what i'm saying and and you know and most people i mean we're we're unusual people right we're we're pretty nerdy over here but most people don't want to spend the time to educate themselves on the history of the region or the you know the or how how we yeah. got to this conflict that region is very very complicated i was actually reading oh my- just well since the, the the war began so my my father-in-law was actually grew up in chernovitz which is part of ukraine it is a city in there's a little kind of north i think northwestern little kind of like there's mm-hmm. a little Carved out part that has changed hands so many times, yeah. but even in the 20th part of century.
1: Germany and Poland and Russia. It was, part and, of, it
0: was Austria-Hungary, and then it was the Western king Hungary. when he was yeah. born there. It was the Kingdom of Romania, but they they spoke German in Turnovitz. Mm-hmm. The the language language of of the the locals was German, and it was you know heavily Jewish and. Anyway, and, and you kind of lived in one town over the course of maybe only 30 years and have been ruled by, I don't know, four different governing right. different, yeah. uh, bodies. I know a guy, who, who in,
1: he grew up in Trieste and he was in Croatia, Slovenia, Austria, Hungarian Empire and Italy, all in one place without moving anywhere.
0: Yeah, you know, exactly. So it's, it, it's something that, that a lot of people, especially Americans, just don't really understand. I mean, I guess if you're from Texas, we do have that six flags of Texas thing going, on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's it's still a little different. And and the conflict, is for the most part, uh, in the pretty distant past. Um, yeah. yeah, but it's it it it
1: it's very present. And and you were saying you know to take the trouble to learn about it. So I was thinking, okay, so part of Putin's case is that this is a. Part of Russia is that the primary language is Russian, and so I looked up. Okay, what's Ukrainian? What's Russian? What's the difference? Uh, what's Belarusian? There are four Belarusian dialects. There are many Russian dialects. Ukrainian is not a dialect of Russian. They are both forms of East Slavic languages. They have different voices and cases. They are, I mean, they're mutually intelligible, um, but they are different languages and um you know one i like i forget was this russian or ukrainian has a, vo- a vocative case and uh, which i had to study the vocative case and looked at that since college right and but it's it's a case and it and it matters is where you throw somebody's name into there when you're speaking to them you know this is what i'm saying sean that's that's the vocative case right mm. and and they'll do that in one language so they won't do it in the other but they can understand each other and to some degree and and flip from one to the other, apparently Zelensky, you know, he did this TV show in entirely Ukrainian, but his first language is Russian. And he speaks Russian when he's talking to, you know, Putin, and he speaks Ukrainian when he's talking on the, on the TV. Um, you I, know, so the whole case about language is kind of like, really? I don't know.
2: So what is it that made this invasion so much more headline world engaging compared to when uh russia took crimea right they took the crimean peninsula it was ukrainian they took it back and yeah it was it was largely russian-speaking but again it was unprovoked it just came in because uh largely because of oil rights and gas rights in the area and came in and took it and now you know has tons more of um shipping ports access etc etc uh so i I, i'm just a little surprised that this invasion and maybe because it was like an all-out putin's planning on just taking all of ukraine maybe that was the difference as opposed to taking you know a little bite with a little bite of crimea um i i'm curious what happened now after the fact the brutality that is going on right now and i mean the the way in which they're fighting at least from what we see you yeah. know remotely yeah. a scene i mean i understand why they're, that would, would get the a, right now yeah. yeah i mean i understand why that would get the attention of the world but when the invasion was first starting it was it was the top of the news and i just wonder if it's because it was a complete like the plan i guess was completely to take over all of ukraine or or what the difference there is
0: yeah i think part of it is the scale it's got to be you know instead of a tiny little crimea is basically kind of you know an island but the, yeah at the bottom 2014 there, instead of
1: Right. When that happened.
2: Yeah. Uh, 2014, 2015, somewhere, somewhere back there. Yeah, yeah.
1: 2014. So it's, it's like seven years ago, six to seven, no, it was eight years ago. No, it's 2022 now. Yeah. Close to eight years ago, seven, eight years ago. Um, that, that was a surprise. And, 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 and it wasn't well defended and there wasn't a fight and there was the language thing. It, it's I think 90% um, of the people there are primarily Russian speaking. And along the edge of it, which is the remaining part of Ukraine is, is more Ukrainian. But um, the fact that he assembled massive forces all around the country planning to invade, which the U.S. intelligence services kept saying and, and Biden kept repeating, he's going to invade. This is going to happen. And, and then he did. So, so I think that the run up to it was rather different. Um, but I think the bigger part of it is is two things. That one is that it's a it's a you know it's a successful and sympathetic country. I mean this is a this is a a working. It's you know they've gone through a lot of reform. There are they're democratic reforms. The country is was getting more prosperous and free. They were liking their freedom. They were liking their culture. They were you know the universities were were very active they're building hospitals and schools and you know it 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 was it was radically different than Russia itself. Um Russia itself has the economy of Russia is half the size of France. Okay. And it's mostly oil. It's mostly it's mostly uh fossil fuel. And that's a I mean and and right next to it here's Ukraine growing like a weed and being a, a, a great demonstration of how how democracy works and how an and, and, and open and relatively successful country works. It had a problem with, and I guess still does in some ways, with uh, corruption and some other things from what I've read. But here was a democratically elected president. Uh, they threw out the Russian guy, got the guy, the guy who was sympathetic with Russia, ran him out of town. 70% or more voted for Zelensky in that. Uh, by all accounts, the government was working well. Um, they had a good functioning country going on there. And so that made them sympathetic. And that's the first thing. The second thing is the internet. I think we're, I mean, everybody's got a cell phone now. Everybody's got one, everybody can take pictures with it. It's the cellular Mm -hmm. system worldwide is far more developed than it was before. Social media is far more embedded. The route arounds from one social medium to another are more than ever the ability to, you know, shoot a tank and shoot movies of it and take a prisoner and have him call his mom and stuff like that are are much more advanced than they were they were there you know 7 8 years ago but we're moving fast to a future in which we have ambient connectivity everywhere and and really good instruments in our pockets for recording stuff and sharing it with the world that's that's a bit i mean it's a difference of degree but i think it's a significant difference that makes it's easy for anybody to contribute to stories and tell them There's go ahead sorry
2: i was just gonna say i i think so it's interesting because you know the the crimean peninsula when it was taken over it it devastated the ukrainian um um economy because there's tons of a, uh, gas and oil there what did i say did i say it wrong no
0: no no, no say, close enough I saw something else
2: Oh, sorry. Oh, Catherine was making a face. Like I said something wrong and I, I tend to you say that same gas. There you go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I almost said ass and Goyle instead of gas and oil. But then I i didn't think I said that no, out loud. Like yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's all this gas and oil in the Crimean Peninsula and uh, offshore waters, you know, that is uh, all allowed to be accessed by uh, Crimean waters there. So there were American companies shell and and another one. I don't remember what other company, but they were actually investing in the infrastructure to take advantage of that, which would have been a benefit to Ukraine. But then when the Crimean peninsula was, uh, invaded and taken over, they pulled out those American companies who were investing billions into uh, putting the infrastructure there, they pulled out. So, I mean, that was huge. It was, it was devastating. Um, but I I don't think uh, gas and oil rights are as uh, sexy on news outlets as Bombing cities full of people, right? I mean and and there's you know, there's no comparison when it comes to um, How horrible it is, right? So Mm -hmm. maybe maybe that's the answer to my question earlier. Like why? Why is the world looking so closely now as opposed to when they didn't before because before you know just devastated the economy of ukraine but here they're devastating people and that's yeah again we identify with people
0: i think part of the well so that yeah yeah, identifying with people part of the part of the reason i made a face just now actually it might be part (laughs) of the answer to what you said um and that is you know so I think Ukraine is winning the information war, right? As, as Doc just said, yeah. social media has evolved. You know, people are more empowered to share information than ever before. Even, even since as somewhat recently as 2014, hmm. um, things have changed. And I was making a face because somebody sent me a message just now that maybe Sean has seen. And it was one of many memes about the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. And and I, they are very much. I mean, my perception is that they are very much winning this information war. Right? Zelensky has become a pop culture hero, and it's a very Mm. strange experience because we're watching, you know, every day, and there are memes, and 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 he's basically like Ukrainian Tony Stark, and he's this great hero, and yet this is very much a real war, and he could be killed any any day now any minute now Mm -hmm. frankly Mm -hmm. there are you know hundreds of assassins out there trying to get him and as an observer it's a very surreal and conflicting experience because we're you know on one hand we're like yeah he's a badass go him and and sharing funny memes but we're gonna feel real bad if if he gets killed and it's just a i don't know I, i i find it Hard to articulate because it's it's such a surreal experience. the the disconnect between the information being circulated, good and bad, and the actual reality is is at times uh, jarring.
2: Yeah, we're watching it on TV, right? Well, not TV, but the internet. Okay. We're watching it, but it's real, and that's yeah. So you yeah, see yeah. on you it's know my Twitter I've never
0: seen as many dead bodies on Twitter as I have this week, and it's, yeah. oh, it's disturbing. Um, and at the same time. I've never seen so many funny memes and you know videos of of Zelensky in his comedian days playing the piano with his penis, and so it's like oh, really I didn't see Yeah, he was, it's he was that guy that's funny. dissonance that's that's it I, I don't even know what the word for it is but it's it's just surreal I, it it doesn't feel like real life and yet it is very real with very real consequences
2: yeah yeah and it's it is tough to to know what to do in fact you know in my comic this whole week I, i've not known what to say every day because you know i want to support ukraine but i don't know how to how we actually do that i mean donate money or whatever you know all those things but what do we actually do it's so oh it, it's it's a it's challenging and you almost have like not being there guilt right i mean we're watching from the safety of our you know cushy Mm -hmm. homes here and that there's no threat to us at all um i mean existential long term obviously there's Mm -hmm. a threat to the whole world but you know what i mean we're not we're not there right well and and, that makes it i don't know
0: we might be pretty close it's
2: that's uh, yeah i mean that's what i mean it is a real thing bucks a
1: gallon and um and inflation is at 10 14
2: then it's gonna be right you know but even that i say that and it's a real thing but also like but nobody's shooting at me right i mean I so Yeah. yeah it's it's a it's it's this weird sort of uh guilt shame sorrow thing that we have going yeah, on it's so. very sad yeah
1: there's very sad stuff going on when you see a a school with a giant hole inside on the side yeah and, and yeah all the windows blown out i mean it's
2: exactly and you know you said that uh is winning the information war i i it doesn't even seem to be a contest i don't i do not see not the contest, no. what what the other side could even i mean like there's no other there's no why right i mean other than we want what you have there's there's yeah. nothing to get behind there i mean i i there Unless are some politicians you want what you have i was it? gonna say there are some politicians here in the us that are just I, stringing together some amazing uh narratives to try to not have putin be the bad guy for some reason but uh there's just i mean it's clearly right
1: and wrong here trump defended him and um i know i you know it's not
0: just trump there are lots of no no but but
1: if trump hadn't all the rest of them would have fallen in line you know it's as simple as that he's the leader and uh and he still is it's uh there's a i think he's got a smaller following now than he did a little while ago but not that much smaller you know he's and part of it is that i mean this goes back to the character point which is If you start with "I really I Trump's my guy," I can't stand Biden. Um, Everything Biden says is wrong. Um, It's that's not going to change. You're against Biden. He's the wrong guy. He's he's on the other side. And I mean, I was looking at some a poll. You know that you know, but uh, Biden's poll numbers are way down. They haven't changed at all on the Republican side. They're like ninety X percent of Republicans are don't approve of Biden. That was the case when he took the office Is the case. Now it's a, it's on the democratic and the independent side that is going up and down because they're into there, you know, they're variously undecided at different ways at different points. But, you know, if on the anti Biden side, there's nothing, the guy, nothing the guy can do because the stories are all going to be in their heads and in the media that they read and watch that Biden is wrong. Just starts out well, there. prima facie. He's wrong.
0: I mean, so part of that, I think, is disinformation is so powerful that this actually is probably a good time to bring up a, a previous episode that we did with um, Chris Bronk, who is a professor of c- cybersecurity at the yeah. University of Houston. And we talked to him, you know, well, actually, it's been quite a while now. We should have him back. But uh, we had a whole episode about misinformation and disinformation. And and now we're, we're seeing the consequences of that in a, in some really significant ways. Since Again, since that episode, we've seen Um, more and more vaccine disinformation more and more well you know there's this information war I start to wonder if a lot of the anti-encryption messaging that goes around in in various parts of the world including ours might also be you know some disinformation campaign by a state actor who knows I mean what Mm. you know what better way to go after your enemies than to get them to disable their own defenses right? right um but I, uh, but yeah, so, you know, I think that stuff is powerful. And I'm still blaming people for for making really, really bad takes on this. But at the same time, it just demonstrates how good certain uh, factions are at spreading disinformation. Yeah. And of course, Russia's answer is to shut it all down. The Ukraine is, is, yeah, by all means, get it all out there. And Russia's like, no, <laughs> don't talk about this war. You're going to prison for 50 years or something. So,
2: yeah, maybe that's their side of the war, right? Their side of the yeah. of the information war is to not have any. Yeah, yeah, that's that's their angle to try to, quote unquote, win. Well, I,
1: I, Putin, whether whether he fully influenced it or not, he got what he wanted with Trump in 16. He got what he wanted with Brexit. Um, you know, he broke up a significant part of the uh, of the EU um, or wanted to break it up. He was quite happy with that, I'm sure. Um, but it's interesting now. I mean, I, I, I wonder whether or not even the ability to continue is there. I think that there's, I, I wonder if the, I mean, so, okay. So let, let's say you're a hacker for hire whose job is disinformation. And you work in saint petersburg or someplace like that are you as motivated right now to do that as you were before
2: i don't know yeah you know? i i don't know what his end game is i mean is the hope like after this is over and let's say he just keeps pouring troops and money and, and stuff and he gets the cities you know under his quote unquote control which is going to be rough for like actual control But what is the end game i mean is he hoping that the world just kind of like oh well looks like he won Guess we'll go back to normal. I, I just don't. I don't see the end game here. I think. I think the end
1: game. For I mean, I think he's been fairly clear about this. He was not not happy about the end of the Soviet Union. He was a Soviet um, KGB um, employee, at least. I don't know if he was an agent. He was certainly an employee. Um, and he, um, you know, his nostalgia for the Soviet Union. There is. There has always been. Since Peter the Great, maybe I mean going well, way, way, way back, the the Russian Empire. There was the the Rus Empire, I don't know how it was pronounced, but R U S sometimes expressed as R U S apostrophe. Um, that spread from you know Lithuania down through Ukraine and included large parts of Russia as well. Mm-hmm. And I only say that because I read about this recently, and I don't know shit other than what I just read. But but the you know Russia's had empires for a long time. It's it has always been one to some degree. I mean, it covers what, nine time zones, some crazy number like that. I mean, it's it's a big place and it likes to be big. You know, whether regardless, regardless of what he says about being afraid or wanting to f- protect his country against NATO, which is not necessarily a hostile force, but I could see why you think it would be. He would like to have. You know, he's got Belarus back, effectively. I'm sure he would like to have Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia back. I think he'd like to have a a fully neutral buffer in Finland and in Poland and in other, you know, formerly Iron Curtain states. It's interesting that I think I read Moldova and another former Eastern Bloc country just also wants uh, EU membership now. Uh, the EU is going to get bigger economically. Georgia, um, Georgia, Georgia
0: is the other, one.
1: Georgia, the other one. It's not even adjacent. <laughs> it's like, so that's that's an interesting thing. Um, uh, you know, Georgia's wanted independence for a long time. I'm sure. I mean, I, if he fails at this, it's going to be colossal. For the, I mean, it's going to be a colossal failure for for him. My optimistic view, and I always have an optimistic view, is that he will fail and. The Russian people, directly or indirectly, will take him out and welcome reforms that they've needed for a long time. They've needed it it since 1989. They were starting to get them under Yeltsin. Um, And they'll they'll become a democratic country and then open up and become economically more prosperous. Yeah, I can't
2: see it. I can't see it working for Putin. my thought is maybe maybe crimea was a test and he's you know that happened it I worked think he invaded it true. took yeah. over there was Probably no true. real blowback from the world and so he's like all right now i know i tested and now i know and so i'm going to take the whole thing and i'm guessing that he did not expect you know the, the blowback I, from the I, world.
1: i can't imagine that he i'm sure he priced in the sanctions i think he priced in even mm. severe sanctions Probably. i don't think he priced in as many sanctions as he's going to face. No, I or, mean, Germany shut off the pipeline. That's like, yeah, I mean, or, or, holy or, cow! Yeah. I mean,
0: he his market assets. right now is
1: internal. <laughs> um, you know, you know the, you know he he's being isolated in the world, and and Russia's being isolated, and that's not is not going to be a happy place. The rest of the world is going to be unhappy too. But it kind of restores the second world. Remember the the first and second and third worlds. We talked about the third world is the less developed world. The first world was the West, basically. And the second world was the Soviet Empire. He wants to restore the second world. And in a way, we have that right now. The, The second world is making war against a corner of the first, a wannabe corner of the first world right now. That's happening. That's interesting. If you buy that, if you buy that framing, which may be too simplistic. I don't know.
2: But we're so, like
0: um,
1: three quarters
2: of the way through this
1: thing. I
0: happened. was about to say, Sorry. like we yeah. still I haven't, haven't gotten about your to brain Sean's brain.
2: We, we don't know, have to talk about my brain, brain another for another it all. show. Yeah, we can we can talk about it another time. That's a yeah. I think,
1: a, I think it's I think it's I think it's so interesting. I don't want to put it at the back end of the show. I, I think all right. You know, the information
0: think, war in Sean's brain. dun,
1: dun. done. Yeah. Dun. yeah. <laughs> But we could we could assign people to read your post. Uh, sure, think. yeah, that's yes, true. That's a good so one. put that Maybe in we'll the notes next, for yeah. next
2: time or a future time. Yeah. So the your notes, homework for for next account. time.
0: Hmm?
2: <laughs> your homework is to read about my car accident where I yeah. for I, I have lost memories of everything before March second of nineteen ninety nine.
1: And then you. Like, met your wife for the first time and your kids for the first time. Oh, yeah, wife. my
2: very pregnant wife. Uh, yeah, and you didn't know who she was, did not, did not. And you were sure over I didn't have again kids anyway. I did because she's awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're like, that, score <laughs> that is a, that is
1: a strong woman. Hey, you can your guy live, but he doesn't remember you, <laughs> doesn't know you at all. Oh my god, or your kids, or your. oh my god,
2: oh, yeah, wow. It's it's a good story. I mean, I say that it's it's like in my life, but it's a uh, it's interesting how how things worked. It is and- interesting.
1: I, mean, I I I have a friend who we may have on the show someday because he's an interesting guy. But his house was burned down twice when he was a kid, both times by an arsonist, a a, a person who hated his mother and a woman who hated his mother and wanted to burn the house down. And got out of jail and did it again, if I remember it right. And if I'm remembering it wrong, it's okay, because I'm not going to give his name. But, and then on top of that, they were driving to their summer house one day and they get to their summer house and it's on fire for completely other reasons. And he has like, no, he feels no need to keep memorabilia, (laughs) as you can imagine, you know, because uh, this. I get it. Because also
2: apparently my life is just interesting because our house burned down as well. Really? And yeah, our house burned down um yeah linux journal readers like raised like eleven thousand dollars to help a, my family get well, back yeah. on on track yeah that was amazing but i think and this sounds funny i say this tongue-in-cheek but i think everybody should have their house burned down not really but losing all of your material possessions is shockingly freeing it was uh it really yeah. gave me a good perspective on how little things matter so
1: there's a uh a one-liner from Rob Bresny Have you ever seen Rob Bresny he, he does this thing called free will astrology. He, it's this really surreal astrology that's just, and it's in, it's in like arts magazines, you know, weekly or monthly arts magazines. Just look it up. Rob Bresny B-R-E-Z-S-N-Y or S-N-Z-Y. I knew him in North Carolina. I did not, and, and in California, moved to California. Wrote a great essay called Californicated Santa Crucified because he lived in Santa Cruz. Um, really interesting dude. Anyway, he had a, an album called World Entertainment War, um, which is kind of about where we've been and we've, what we're talking about right now, which is information and misinformation. And one of the things he says is a multiple choice question, you know um, you know, pick one. Imagine I'm not kidding. it's like <laughs> imagine sex with a grotesque old person. B, imagine Christ at the moment of orgasm. <laughs> C was something else, and D was um, burn down the dream house where your childhood keeps repeating itself. And the correct answer is D. And he goes, I don't know why D is the correct answer, and that stuck with me. The dream house where your childhood keeps repeating itself, because in some ways it's it's the things you're nostalgic for. And I'm in the midst of like saving a zillion photographs of and and digitizing them, which makes them less memorable in some ways than if we kept the paper that they're on, right? But the paper is flammable, but you can erase a drive. You can put it in a cloud and stop paying and it's gone. I mean, it's it's more volatile than paper or whatever other medium you've stored it on. It's a, it's a very interesting thing to me. And in a half billion years, it's all gone anyway. So, you know, we got to be off the planet or gone by then anyway. Just telling you.
2: I'll probably be dead by then, but... And-
1: yeah, it probably it, it isn't just global warming; it's, it's global incineration by a swelling sun, <laughs> and, and it's it's going to happen, you know, and, and it, it'll be un- uninhabitable in a half billion years.
2: Let's say Which if we make it know. to next year, based on our current events yeah. in, the, yeah. in the world. Yeah,
0: it's funny. I used to so it was I think it was Ray Kurzweil who's a futurist. Yeah, he, you know, had some theory about how people of a certain age or younger, and I'm pretty sure I, I qualify at least in that group have some shot at immortality through technology
1: yeah, you know within
0: our lifetime and now I'm thinking that. I'm I, like oh man I think that goes so far I off I, I, <laughs> I used to of be the optimistic old person here, if I think
1: mortality a is a feature not a bug yeah I, I think, think we're it, supposed yeah. to wear out and move on that's what we're supposed to do so yeah but fun we I mean, have fun in the meantime we're all here to have fun so yeah and putin interrupted that <laughs> you're yeah. it looked Unless like a fun
2: place room. before that i don't i don't so, know his out i don't know how he can save face and oh, I, his face is burned off but yeah i know, just don't know how he saves the rest of his head how the end game happens here
0: i don't think he cares about saving face he
2: just i don't you know, think he does no i but I, what i mean but by that care is about how winning, could he I bet. <laughs> that's what i mean i don't know how i don't know how his end game could could happen. Right. I mean, if taking over Ukraine, means that the rest of the world is, you know, against him forever. And he has like no international anything and you know, yeah. everything goes horribly wrong. Uh, that's not a victory, right? No changing his mind no. and leaving Ukraine. That's a defeat there, that there I don't think he can the military do military victory.
1: There is at worst the, you know, he's gone and so is his his regime
2: yeah and i mean that's the i I could see that happening right how does how does russia come back onto the world stage uh you know with putin gone and them saying okay yeah yeah, boy that was rough what can we do now to rebuild trust with the world and you know i mean that that's the only i don't see how putin being in charge can can go forward in a good way he's also for him
1: he's, he's gonna be 70 this year and anyway i i i there is not a there's not a good looking end game for that guy there yeah. just isn't there just isn't and and uh and I don't and I'm almost certain no, nobody in Russia thinks there's a good end game for him either I can't imagine once they get the information that they would and the body bag is going to be coming back
2: yeah, yeah. my I the only thing that makes sense in my head is that he thought this would be a repeat of Crimea where people would yeah. you know be like oh my gosh what's happening and then oh next. yeah
1: sure I'm sure that was the case yeah that makes total sense so this is, um, I, I think we may have put together one of the least qualified <laughs> yeah. bunch of opinions that you're I going to much. find on a podcast, but we're being real. What can we do? And I Try do think it real. If, if people leave the podcast thinking stories can't tell the whole thing, even if they're stories we love, you know? So I saw licorice pizza last night. That was a weird story.
2: That, no, that's, that. that's a weird story.
0: I think, yeah. I think the thing about, you know, okay, yeah, I am the first to admit I am in no way qualified to have this conversation. However, I don't know how people are not having this conversation. You know what I mean? Like, it, well, you it have seems to. like you we have to have, have conversation. this conversation. It's, uh, yeah. It feels very odd. I mean, it's very much the elephant in the room. But also, you know, I are okay, people able is, to like right. focus and concentrate on their on their real life right now in 100%. I can't imagine that's possible. I mean, I, I, I believe mean, that some people are like 90% focus and 10% thinking about Ukraine in the back of their mind. But I might be a little more on the like 80/20 <laughs> or maybe even worse, but you know, I'm uh, Yeah, I've had
2: a I've had a v- surprisingly connected. unproductive week. Uh just because oh, me too. Of it's really it's bad. Existential dread, concern yeah. about, you know, others. And I I think so this podcast, obviously none of us are claiming to be experts on, on anything that we've been talking about, but I, I think that talking about it is important because I, I think people are afraid that they're going to talk about it wrong. If that makes sense, you know, like I, yeah. I I'd, I'd rather not say anything cause I don't want to screw it up or I, I don't want to say the wrong thing and, 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 and sound dumb, or I don't want to say something and offend people. And I think that, uh, being quiet is, uh, is not the right thing to do i think that we need to be able to talk about it uh even if we don't have i mean obviously we don't have solutions even if we were experts we don't have solutions right nobody has right. a solution yeah. right now mm-hmm. uh so talking yeah. about it I, th- I think is a good thing so yep did, and think, did we solve the world problems no but talking about it is okay
1: yep
0: and we've fully embraced here the idea that um it's okay to be wrong you know it's okay yeah. to yeah. talk and be wrong and that that's the how do you ever you get to make pit? that the
1: title of the show see how we're wrong yeah
0: yeah, but how do you, you're not going to find the right answer unless you're wrong a few times. Most likely, you could right. get lucky on the first guess, like you know, Wordle. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to like mm. I don't know how to slip that in there. But, um, but yeah, but for the most part, you gotta you gotta work through it a little bit more. So, go ahead and be wrong, and then maybe on the next few tries we'll get it right.
2: And if I look silly so that other people can think through things and and make it uh, their understanding better, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with being the silly yeah. person who talks about stuff when, uh, just to get the conversation going. So anyway,
0: we get stuff wrong all the time. No big deal.
2: Yeah, cool.
0: <laughs> well, with that, thank you for everyone that, who yeah. has, thanks everybody has listened thus far to help us, you know, think through these things out loud. And uh, yeah, I hope you'll take a more critical eye to the journalism around this current situation, and well, you know, all of it. To be honest. So. Thank you for listening and until next time.